2: Unlucky for some but this is episode 13 of the Flixwatcher podcast and I'm Helen
1: and I'm Kobe
2: Welcome to today's edition of Flixwatcher and the film we are going to be reviewing and dissecting is The Lobster chosen by Jen from The Family Tree who is here with Dave also from The Family Tree
1: I hope you enjoy the show, guys. Remember, please visit us online at flickswatcher.tv. Come to our Twitter account at FlicksWatcherPod. And please go to iTunes, subscribe and review. And as we always say, guys, all the films were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There was going to be bad language. There's going to be spoilers. And we hope you enjoy it. See you later.
2: Hi and welcome to this edition of Flix Watcher podcast. Today we are joined by Jen and Dave. You want to say hello, introduce yourselves and find out where we can find you with your podcast? I'm Jen Adamthwaite.
0: And I'm Dave Pickering. Yeah, hello.
2: <laughs> and
3: we are the creators of the Family Tree podcast, which you can find at www.thefamilytree.co.uk. It's a magical realist drama. We're currently at episode Eight. Eight. eight but we do recommend starting from the beginning.
0: But when it, this comes out, it may not be eight anyway. That's true. So definitely start, definitely from, start from the yeah. beginning. Because <laughs> it goes on some twists and turns. And The Family Tree is a spin-off from my non-fiction podcast, Getting Better Acquainted, where I have conversations with people that I know. And so, yeah, that's what the, that's what Getting Better Acquainted is. And then in The Family Tree, I have some conversations with some fictional people. Or are they?
1: Well, this is it. When I first the first three episodes of The Family Tree, I was kind of like, oh, this is an interesting story. How is it How is it even real? And then as you get further on into the story, into the drama, you kind of think, all right, this is what is, what is going on here. It's, it's actually, it's just dragged me in and, it, <laughs> and, it's, and it's caught me and it's enveloped me and it's brilliant. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you. I mean, we'll <laughs> wait and see what you think to, by the end of the series as well because I think there's a few more twists yet to, to come. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're here talking about
2: the Lobster which is Jen's choice so do you want to um, give us a brief synopsis and sort of tell us why you chose The Lobster? The
3: reason I chose it first of all is because I have seen it before and I had forgot I knew that I had really liked it and I had had a lot to think about on it but I had also forgotten all about it so I wanted to watch it again and rethink it. It's a strange film it's billed as a comedy drama but I don't know if I have don't know if i would go so much down the comedy route and it's set in a dystopian future in which single people have got a period of time in which to find a partner or they get tended to an animal of their choice
1: <laughs> well that's that is the story yeah it's a,
3: it's a, it's a hard done. one to yeah. do a synopsis <laughs> so yeah. i was like, like right how's it. jen gonna do this yeah <laughs>
1: So you don't think you don't feel you didn't feel much of the comedy vibe in that in the, in i d- the
3: uh, i suppose in the in the kind of original meaning of comedy perhaps M- more than, than <laughs> like Shakespearean. What we th- yeah <laughs> rather than what we think of as as comedy it's certainly while while there were things that were amusing about it it was also so disturbing I think that it was it was hard for me to think of it as comedy.
0: Although if you were going to think of it in the original meaning of comedy, it would still fit tragedy more because of the actual yeah, storyline. It ends up in a sort of sad place. And uh, comedy is supposed to just end up in everything goes back to normal and the, the status quo is, is the same. Oh, I, I know about theatre, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, when, when I
1: when I studied Shakespeare, I didn't understand why Midsummer, Night, Mid-Summer Night's Dream was a comedy and that's you've explained why because everything yeah happens at comes, the end he yeah. says
0: if you know if, if these shadows have offended it's all back to normal yeah. don't be don't, don't don't worry guys it's fine so what did what did you think do you was it was it funny to you yeah oh uh, well i don't know i know why it's called a comedy i do see that like it's a dark comedy it's it's definitely a very sort of twisted comedy <laughs> but there is a lot of funny moments yeah but ultimately, I think the emotions that it creates in me are not what I normally get from a comedy, even a dark comedy, so I can understand why. Maybe that's
3: more what I meant. mean. I can definitely see the comedy in it, but if I was to say what genre it was, I don't think I would go for comedy.
0: Right. I mean, it's like Harold <laughs> Pinter or Samuel Beckett or something like that. They are technically comedies, and sometimes people laugh in those plays, but at the same time... Yeah, it, there's a lot that you. It's very hard to laugh at quite a lot of moments, and a lot of it's just very awkward, right? That the film, right? It's, yeah. And I do like awkwardness, but you know, I mean, it's awkward.
2: If if I was to own this on DVD and I was to categorise my DVDs by genre, this would fall in the romance category. Oh, I believe. really?
0: Yeah. yeah. What? I can see that. Yeah,
2: romantic yeah, comedy that. is.
1: That is. This is not a rom. This is. Well, I don't know. Bye by the way there's romance in there and there's comedy and, see, and mash the two words together then it's a rom-com but i think
2: i don't i think drama implies that it's going to be something quite serious where i don't <laughs> think there's anything particularly serious about the intent of this film even though a lot of the humor and some of the actions in it are quite dark there's it's completely absurd yeah and, and brilliant brilliantly absurd so I, I think drama makes it sound too serious and if I don't know. I think there's a lot of humour, very dark and underlying on this. So I, I would stick it in the r- romance comedy, comedy romance.
0: I mean, it's very dark. <laughs> darkness, though, right? Like, it's not like. Is it know, dark? or Is it just bleak? Yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting question. What's the difference between bleak and dark? I'm not. Quite I mean, there
2: sure. is, I don't think it's that bleak. I mean, there is kind of hope in it. But but yeah, in I think end. that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Bleak,
3: bleak.
0: It's but is regret. there hope no in this hope. film? Well, I, I would, would don't say. Agree. Like, I don't think I... there is hope in the end of this film. I don't think there's hope. Like with, with a a dark
1: comedy in Britain, for example, the typical one for me would be like League of Gentlemen where there's no, it's not bleakness, that's just dark and that's absurd as well. Yeah. And things happen for dark purposes to make you kind of wince and whine. This is kind of really bleak in terms of the setup and, you know, you're forced to try and find a partner based off of, a trait that you both share in common, which is kind of a ridiculous and ridiculous setup. Yeah. But it, I thought, it just, I just thought it was really bleak, but I, I really loved, I thought it was a comedy. I, I thought hundred percent, I was laughing all the way. I saw this in the cinema and I was tittering all the way through at a lot of the stupid things that I did in, in
0: the name of trying to find a partner. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the, I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of, it's a surreal film, I think. Like, that's what I, I, like, I, I think you can say that about it. It's, it, does, it doesn't seem to operate by the normal rules of the world all no. the time. But at the same time, it's really realistic because I feel like it, that it, is could, how this is, is This is going to be the future, yeah, in a few years. including
2: it.
1: the bit about being turned into an animal.
2: Well, you know, science could happen.
1: True. Well, I mean, well, the, the
2: scenario is not that far-fetched that, you know, there are all these single people and they are forced to find a date or they get turned into an animal. I think yeah, that's I mean, one it's of the things of metaphor, I really
3: enjoyed about it is that it's a bit like the volume's been turned up on all those things that we are familiar with, like dating websites, and and so it isn't. I mean, it, while it is implausible, it's also kind of just like saying, "What if you just took that one notch further?" I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, we would when we were when we watched it because we watched it together on netflix and we were thinking like it kind of felt a lot like delicatessen or something like that like have you ever have you seen I've that never yeah seen it, no. you should do it it's, 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 it's wicked
2: there's a lot of fun in that okay yeah, yeah, yeah. more it's, fun than this it's okay. much more
0: fun darkness yeah. in, in delicatessen but it still has a kind of the volume's been turned up on all of the kind of reality and it becomes so surreal and weird i mean Delicatessen's about you know, cannibalism that people don't know about. So it's kind of a similar sort of thing to this of like when people are in in Lobster, people are, you know, they have to shoot the the single people, right? (laughs) And get points for it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, we haven't really talked about what happens in the film. (laughs) Centres around Colin Farrell, who... Uh,
2: A brilliant Colin Farrell. For, For someone who so frequently phones in an average performance, this is up there with... Be the best, the, the best really, yeah it's up there In bruce yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah.
0: are like the two yeah. most amazing colin colin farrell that Ty,
1: I, I bring up Thailand as well but not many people have seen that i haven't seen and them. that's oh, yeah, yeah I, I recommend picking that out i think that's what kind of brought him to stardom but yeah colin farrell we helen and i've talked about how he doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: in, in, in cinema in, in cinema. general no he has a few i mean phone booth is quite fun yeah. as well but yeah th- this definitely and um it's it's not just sort of the character performance as well. The physical performance is—he's just a very sort of sad-looking creature in in this film, and very unkind of like the kind of showy Colin Farrell that we probably know him more familiar as.
1: Yes, very stilted, very deadpan delivery. But everyone's got everyone's got that kind of deadpan delivery.
0: Well, there's yeah. a narration as well around it. Yeah, which... which
3: is also that same kind of style, isn't it? That deadpan. In fact, we, we paused it in the middle to make a cup of tea, didn't we? And I just felt like narrating the entire process <laughs> in that deadpan kind of way. It kind of got in your head.
0: She switches and, on the kettle. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and and it's interesting you say, like, a physical performance, because one of the things we were also talking about is how it's really, like, um, a silent movie in some ways, even though there's dialogue in it. Like, so much of it, so it's physical comedy. You can imagine, like, Buster Keaton or somebody mm. like that
1: doing it. Yeah, um, cause there's there's bits where... Ben Wishaw, because you have to you have to marry with someone who's got a trait. So if he finds a girl who gets nosebleeds all the time, so he keeps <laughs> smacking his head against the table, so he gets nosebleeds. Yeah,
0: and there's some. Uh, yeah, and that's got,
2: one of the least ridiculous things about it this. It is film actually as well.
0: right, and it, it, <laughs> and it gets bleaker after that. Yes. part like the, the the part where they're actually trying to find partners under the threat that they might change into animals is much less bleak than when they're alone and they're going into the cities and they're like trying to find like that the whole kind of sort of it it, it degenerates into a kind of like i don't know ter- like a, a, a kind of terrorist group of like single people in the woods yeah and like at that point it, i think it's it gets so dark like from then onwards it's, it's so dark that stuff well
1: there's some Obviously, the whole kind of the set out of the film is kind of two parts, isn't there? Yeah. There's the hotel part, and then there's the, the, the forest right. kind of section, isn't there? Yeah. And I, I mean, I 100%, if, if, if the whole film was the hotel part, I'd watch it on, on a loop. Right, I'd, that's I, the funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd really, really kind of take a, a, really, a big kick out of that stuff. I can see, that, yeah, the second part isn't as funny. No. <laughs> it's a lot more bleak. And right. But they were, even in the hotel, there's that bit where the girl that colin Powell tries to uh, settle down with by pretending that he's got no emotions whatsoever and she kicks his dog to death right. oh, that's and the, horrible and the dog bit. and the dog is the his is his, brother. Is his, his brother. brother who failed to get a, a partner
0: well and there's the suicide right and as and well where a, she's screaming yeah. and screaming yeah. and no one's doing anything about it and you know she's dead but <laughs> she's still alive it's horrible so and there are still some horrible moments in that absolutely. You, you are right we're painting a bad picture of it. First.
2: <laughs> if you don't know anything about this film, then you're just going to be thinking, I really... I can't. They said it's a comedy, and now there's people dying. It's <laughs> it's, it is a very dark film. I don't know if you've seen Dogtooth. It was also by the same director, oh, right. which is also brilliant, but quite dark as well. But again, has this weird, really, really funny, really, really horrific, running all the way through it. And so... He's actually got two new films coming out next year, I nice. read. But um, there is violence to animals in that as well. And it's it's really bizarre that he has violence against humans and violence against animals. And yet, like, the thing that I remembered the most was obviously, you know, the dog being kicked together. Right. they Let alone, like, all the violence against people. It was just kind of... That was the bit where people had obviously been laughing in the cinema. And then that was the point where everyone... We were not really laughing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it, it did kind of pick up, but I think that kind of pushed a lot of people um, sort of to their limits of, you know, what you want to watch, really, which is, is really interesting because this is such a mainstream film to have such kind of... Do you think
1: it's a mainstream film? Nerd? I don't know It's many got Colin people.
0: Farrell in it. It's got um, mainstream actors in yeah. it. I, I, mean, I, think I think it's not necessarily a mainstream film. It may have had a mainstream interest. I don't know, but...
1: I mean, if you look down the cast list, we're looking at Ben Whishaw here, John C. Reilly, Colin Farrell, of course, Rachel Vice, yeah. yeah, Olivia yeah. Colman, Olivia, oh, Olivia. Olivia. Olivia Colman is amazing yeah. in this. Yeah, movie. Le- yeah Olivia Colman's brilliant. Lea do who else in in the mix, oh, Michael Smiley, Michael Smiles, Michael Smiley, Irish guy, he's been in a lot of things, kind of as a bit of part. But yeah, the the cast is fantastic, and I think that's what kind of brought me into it when I when I saw it advertised.
0: Well it's a, it's an international production isn't it? Like you yeah. say it's 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 Ireland, France, the Netherlands, all sorts of places all coming together so the the cast is quite international if you like. Although there's only one person of color in the whole movie I think. Like there's the the, the lady at the start isn't it? Right there? right yeah. right. So it's not like it's not like multicultural but it is international. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the director was uh, Yorgos Lanthimos he's is yes. a, a Greek fellow right. isn't he?
2: I would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: That's right. And Greece is quite a big part of the the production. Although I think it was it was shot in Ireland, and obviously Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell is the main person in it, so it has kind of quite an Irish feel to it and a French feel. Those were the main things I was yeah. picking up on. Yeah,
1: well, are to do and the French, the French maid.
0: Right, <laughs> right, of course.
1: But what are you, I mean, so if you because we talked about the two sides of the film, what do you have a preference? Did you
2: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, about? I mean, the, the 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 first part is much better than the second part. It kind of feels though they promised so much in the first bit and didn't quite deliver it in the second bit. And it kind of feels as though they're not necessarily running about out of ideas, but there's less kind of drive about it. And it just doesn't quite feel as though it's been thought out as well or quite as well written or it just feels a little bit unfinished and a little bit like, ooh. We're not quite sure where to go so we're kind of going to go here but we're not really that convinced it works but we're going to do it anyway kind of feeling which lets it down a little bit Mm. that's what i sort of found anyway with the second half
3: i think i probably had a similar reaction but uh, or a similar i've just come at it from the opposite direction so i kind of feel like the second half was the story that they wanted to tell and the first half was sort of setting it up to enable that to happen But then in a way, the world that was created by the first half Mm. was perhaps what ended up being stronger than the story that they wanted to tell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I liked a lot of things in the second half of this movie. Like, there are a lot of great ideas that I think are really like funny and scary and horrifying in it i i just didn't and the, like the, the red uh, kiss right the red kiss oh yeah the fact that yeah. like going into the into the city and having to pretend to be couples yeah. or the police will take like you away, take you yeah. away that was terrifying and and the whole kind of kissing like pretending to be a couple and so they had to kiss but then they actually were into it and then that was a problem you know public displays of affection that sort of thing i i loved that scene as well even though it was very uncomfortable but i just the ending i felt like was just a little bit like it was too bleak but it wasn't quite an ending either it didn't really decide what it was i mean i'm not necessarily going to spoil the ending ending. it
1: could spoil the ending i mean the ending there's a knife in an eye and you don't know what the, what happens. Yeah, you yeah. don't
0: know if he's gone off and blinded himself so that he can be the same as his girlfriend or if he's going to like not blind himself and try and convince her that he is blind. So I, I quite like together.
3: that ambiguity at the end because it just is like no hope, isn't it? And I, I feel like that's what it was going with and that's what it did. There, well, there just was no hope. I quite enjoyed the bleak.
0: Well, you do ending. have a taste for bleak <laughs> stuff. Like, there's definitely been books and and art that we've both watched, and I've been like, "Oh, I didn't like the ending; it was just a bit too bleak." And you're like, "No, that's why it's good." And that's happened a few times, I think. Yeah, Time Traveler's like, Wife, yeah, the book like stands movie. out to me. In that, yeah.
1: How's How's the film of Time Traveler's Wife? I've never. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've I I love
2: the built book so much that I'm I'm. I'm not sure I really want to risk. Yeah, the I'm exa- yeah. I tell you yeah. what,
0: I've seen the film. Don't, don't see <laughs> it. It's nowhere. It's, it doesn't understand what the book is. It, the, you know, that's that's an interesting thing. Like the, what they made of the Time Traveler's Wife when they made it into a film was a kind of rom com. Yeah. Like you're sort of. Whereas what it should have been is something like The Lobster, and have the darkness and the twisted and the, the moments of violence that are in the book, which is kind of like taken Sapped out of the out. film. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I really enjoyed The Lobster. I was, I was really pleased because we, we asked a lot of people, we invited people to choose what uh, films they wanted to watch on this, on, on the Flix Watcher, and The Lobster was the most popular choice. So that shows that this kind of, some kind of testament to the fact that there are people out there who want to watch this kind of film. And yeah, or
2: maybe they missed it kind of at the cinema and sort of seen that. It was on Netflix and it was like, oh, you know, this is... You know the one to watch there. Yeah. So I, I, when I saw, obviously if we were going to be reviewing this. I was like, oh yes, <laughs> yes, this is a good choice. Good length as well. How long is it? I think it's one hour fifty nine. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. just, <clears> just <throat> under.
1: Just under, <clears throat> just under two hours, which yep. I think seems to be quite important, doesn't it, for <laughs> TV movie watching? Yeah, I guess so. In Although, this age of, uh...
0: yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Although normally what we watch on Netflix is, is TV. Yeah. So, we pause both of those in the middle and 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 had made a cup of tea and then came sat back but they are like they were this film is definitely the right length to have a cup of tea right in the middle and it and for both sides to feel like tv episode
3: it might almost be advisable
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, or, or, right or maybe yeah, something a
3: bit stronger yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah,
0: maybe come prepared yeah. Right, yeah we yeah, recommend
2: absolutely. alcohol and what else would you recommend to have as like a survival kit for this film
1: oh i don't know just a, a rain mac <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i mean that, what you talk about in well, what that kind of leads us onto the onto the scoring system but before we go there i mean who would you recommend what kind of person with i mean the first score is a recommendability score out of five who how highly would you recommend this film but i think it will be interesting to qualify what kind of films do people like before you consider yeah, recommending because it wouldn't be it's not going to get a high score, I don't think, in terms of recommend out there recommendability. No,
0: you think...
2: I, I think I'd just recommend it to anyone. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: See what they make. it Yeah. Sure. I
2: mean, you know, I can... If you're watching it and, and you're really not into it, then just, you know, turn it off. But it's kind I mean, of... That's in... a good rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, if you've never seen a film like this before, then yeah. it's it's quite a good introduction because, you know, it's the cast are fairly well-known, so it's not like kind of watching, you know, maybe a foreign film that you know is either subtitled or has a cast that you don't know.
1: So you reckon this is actually a good way it's good segue into more independent into weird abstract shit, Yeah. Yeah. Cinema?
0: <laughs> that might be true, yeah. but I definitely would make sure that if you if you're going to watch it don't watch it assuming it will be like a rom-com. Like because a standard uh, rom-com. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, this is this, this is, just, is a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> because, I mean because me and Jen as well as being podcast partnership, we are partners in real life and I remember Jen's got a very bad memory and I remember that we really loved watching Punch Drunk Punch Drunk Love, right? Yeah. which is a great film. Mm-hmm. And then she recommended it to someone to watch as if it was going to be a, a rom-com. And she was like, it's going to be the most romantic fit And like, they were like, whoa. <laughs> like, so
3: then I rewatched it and thought, I don't know what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> right, because you just remembered the laughs that you had. Yeah. And you didn't remember didn't the remember twistedness the- about it. So I think definitely don't watch this assuming it's going to be a nice date night movie, unless you're going out with someone like Jen who likes these kind of movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, okay, so Jen, out of five recommendability score.
3: Oh, I find scoring so difficult. I well, I I would say based on the conversations that we've just had, maybe four. Okay.
1: Who would there be any kind of films or type of person you would recommend it to in particular or
3: I wouldn't recommend it to somebody who is particularly into action, I think. But I can more think who I wouldn't recommend it to than who I would. Yeah. I think anybody who's into thoughtful films or into thinking about films could get something from yeah
1: totally
0: yeah i think i'm gonna i mean again i like we were we were talking about this on the way here and uh we're both we both have a a slight difficulty giving things recommendations like giving them definitive scores because it's all so subjective and all of that stuff that everyone knows but it is kind of useful as to focus your mind so i guess i would give it i guess i'll go for a four as well because i think why not if why not recommend it to people it's a good film
2: Oh, I'm going to give it a four. I don't think it's a perfect film and there will be some people who will hate it. And... <laughs> definitely. But I th- I think you'll probably, that sort of person will probably maybe make it through maybe the, f- the first 20 minutes or so and realise it's not really for them. But if, if you're looking for something different to watch, then uh, yeah, The Lobster was definitely top of the list.
1: Do you guys have like an like an acid test film whereby you suggest a film to one and then you can know whether you're going to get on with them or not based off of oh, those kind of things. that's interesting. And, and would, this, would this be one of
0: those?
2: I don't know about get on, but I think when you sort of say, have you seen The Lobster and what do you think of it and you kind of have the same view, it's like, mm-hmm.
0: I think though, if somebody didn't like The Lobster, I wouldn't think, oh, I can't, I can't connect with this person on a deep emotional level. Whereas I would find it hard the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, baby. If or Amelie. Like... I've got oh. a
3: really good friend who doesn't like Amelie and it's ever so that's slightly true. heartbreaking every time I think about it. <laughs> What's not to like? I don't they understand. Don't, I know.
1: But there will be people who don't watch Amelie because there's subtitles in it.
3: That's true. That um, I can see that that puts it off. But I'm, she has seen it. That's not why she doesn't watch I think watch it's it, like right? she
0: people just... say that Amelie's twee or mm. like a little bit kind of like, you know, fluffy, I guess people, some people think. But I know <laughs> that's not your opinion and those, and those people are no, <laughs> no doubt wrong. And I like I like Emily, so. Yeah, I'm not all about the yeah. bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's a good example of you not always liking just yeah. bleak things.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 3.5. I reckon. I think I know a lot more people who wouldn't like it than do, but I think I could. I know who would get a proper kick out of
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's definitely. I I definitely would say I know loads of people who wouldn't like it. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bar for me recommending it to people. <laughs>
1: So you recommend something you know they wouldn't like? I've certainly
0: done that in my life. It's fun.
2: (laughs) You'll really like this.
1: (laughs) So the repeat repeat viewing score, how likely to watch it? How often are you likely to watch it again?
3: Well, again, for me, the fact that I never remember anything means that I can pretty much rate any film fairly highly unless I didn't like it, because I will forget it again in six months' time. But I do think this particularly lends itself to rewatching because there's so much to think about in it. So I'd say I'd probably go for four for there as well. Huh.
0: Dave. Yeah, I mean I think I, I really like it. I'd watch it again if it was on. I can sometimes see me being in the mood to watch it. So I reckon three.
2: Okay, for four. I saw it at the cinema, enjoyed it the second time around. And I know someone who um, also wants to see it. So yeah, going to sit in and uh, watch that. Um, and I'd, I don't think I would probably need to watch it again this year. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd probably watch it again. I, I don't know it's i find it weirdly fascinating i think that's <laughs> what i come to think of it that's um, a good way of
1: putting yeah. it yeah i like that so yeah yeah four yeah yeah I'm, I'm a four it would be higher if the second half wasn't as so totally different to the first half i watched it again for the first half lots of times and i can see myself actually watching it just for the first half and then kind of the turning stopping. off you yeah, know, stopping
0: i mean i think i would have been higher if i had more time in my life for the, for the repeat viewing. It's kind of like, like if it's in, in Bruges, for example, I will always watch. I will watch that every opportunity I have. Whereas <laughs> this, it's like, I like it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't, you know, it, 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 there's other things to watch. Sure. And I'd want to watch them above it, I think.
1: Fair enough. So the small screen score, this is how you kind of, would you, do you feel you missed out by not watching it in the cinema or if you saw it in the cinema, do you think, you know, that was the best place for it?
3: I didn't see it in the cinema and I don't feel like I, in fact, I almost feel like I'm glad I didn't see it in the cinema. I think I might find it a little bit overwhelming in the cinema.
0: Yes, definitely. You don't want to be in a full cinema with that, I think. Like, I, I wouldn't mind being in an empty cinema with a few people in it. But if it's like a really packed cinema and everyone's got popcorn and it's like pouring over you, I wouldn't want to be watching <laughs> The dog. dog get kicked. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so small screen score, I'd say that's a good, I might even go five. Oh, wow. I'd wow. say it's good on the small screen.
1: Yeah, I reckon I'm five. Five for more screen.
2: I mean, I'm going to give it a four. I I did see it at the cinema. It's qu- it's quite an experience. Don't go on a date to watch <laughs> the lobster. But yeah, it equally works well. You don't really need to see it on the big screen. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's. Can't really see. I mean, if you want to sort of project it a bit bigger, then you can. <laughs> but yeah, these, you know, TV screen is perfect for that.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a good film. And if it was shown at the Prince Charles cinema again, I don't think I'd feel the need to go, wow, I need to watch that on the big screen again. So yeah, four, I think I did see it at the cinema and enjoyed it. Engagement score. So how how engaged were you during, during watching it? Did you feel the need to be checking your phone? Did you
0: stop to have a cup of tea? Which well, did. we did stop to have a cup of tea. But I, <laughs> but don't I know... think we
3: would do that for anything. I sure. think we've been too conditioned yeah, by
0: TV. Exactly. I don't think that's a reflection of the film. It's more a reflection <laughs> like of when we sit on the settee We have a cup of tea after around about an hour. (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) And also this is kind of a convenient break. So once it kind of leaves the hotel setting, maybe that could be the marker for it's a good time to go to the toilet, have a cup of tea.
3: Which I I think all films should have actually. And then to fill in the (laughs) film, I would like very much.
0: I'm trying to think if I checked my phone. I think I might have checked my phone a little bit at points because of the fact that I'd seen it before and I knew what was happening. But if I'd been watching it for the first time, in fact, when I did watch it for the first time on the same set, I was engaged from beginning to end. So I think certainly on a first time, it's incredibly engaging.
1: So what score would you give it? I we'll for... oh, should we go for Jen first yeah. whilst you pontificate.
2: Going to go four, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for four.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for, for four as well. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm going to join you all in the four. I think it has to be. It's either you're engaged with the film or you're not engaged with it. Yeah. And, and I think we all we all enjoyed it. So we must have been. You can't not. You can't watch this in the background, can you? No, no, you, no. <laughs>
0: that's it. You can't half watch it. No. You're either in or you're out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Anything else to say, guys? Before I wish. You, sorry. What's your What's your question? Is there anything you, I should have asked you? Oh yeah, (laughs) that's what we
0: ask That's what I ask, the character of me asks In The Family Tree, it's very confusing to be yourself And also a character uh, of yourself Is there anything else? I mean I guess guess One of the reasons that this appealed to you Is because it's a a kind of magical realist Film Mm. and that's kind of What you brought to The Family Tree Like I brought me And you brought (laughs) magical realism So it kind of made sense for us to talk about Together on someone else's podcast
3: yeah, so that's just a genre I enjoy. I enjoy just like reality off kilter. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: So h- here's a question. So, hypothetically, if you were single and you had to be turned into an oh, animal. Shit, I didn't anticipate
0: you didn't. Oh, yeah. This is a good question.
3: This is a very good question. What animal I wish I'd thought about this? <clears throat> would
2: be your choice?
1: You're looking at me first here. Oh, shit. I mean, my favourite two animals are the cheetah and the dolphin. They're good animals.
2: Uh, I reckon a dolphin had had quite a lot of fun. It
1: would be fucking awesome to be yeah. a dolphin. I think the cheetah will be quite cool because I just want to see how fast that'd go. But I think it might quickly get tired of that. But with the dolphin, you can like, roam around quite far, play around with the with the people swim with you. Mess around with sailors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Swim with mermaids.
1: Swim
0: with mermaids. Who? Yeah.
3: Probably not too much threat either. Being a dolphin out yeah. at the
0: sea. Well, dolphins have got like possibly a similar consciousness to humans, cl- close to it. So you haven't lost much in terms of your understanding of the world, and you get to be in the sea. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah,
1: I'll be a, yeah, I'll go, I'll go dolphin.
3: My favourite animals are dogs and frogs, but I don't think I want to be either of those things. I think I'd like to be something that can fly. Uh, I don't know, maybe a oh, albatross or something. Yeah, yeah, very cool. family
0: tree like, related. That
3: yes, I hadn't thought of that.
0: I I know what I would like to be. I would like to be a bonobo. <laughs> Bonobos <laughs> are the fourth it's very great specific. ape that are a little bit like chimpanzees. Uh, But the difference is between them and chimpanzees is bonobos kind of all hang out in a kind of hippie commune and basically all have sex with each other as grooming. And they they have like, they're they're one of the few animals that has face-to-face sex as well. Like they have kind of love partnerships and bonds across the whole community. And basically they just like hang out Eating, having sex, and like the women are kind of in charge. I've
3: thought about this quite yeah, a lot. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I've always wanted to be a bonobo. I mean, they're <laughs> vastly superior to human beings, I think. But yeah, so bonobo is my answer. Helen, back to you. I don't
2: really know how to follow that. I mean, <laughs> anyone who knows me in the slightest way will know the answer to this. It's got to be a cat, hasn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a, a domestic house cat. We're going for like king yeah, of the just, jungle. Just, just
2: a cat, yeah normal cat normal tabby I can see the appeal in that
1: actually yeah. Yeah. well you just hang around come and go as you please get fed get a bit pissed off if you don't get fed
2: that's it look really cool go out at night yeah, yeah cause nice yeah. a mischief
3: time whenever you like yeah
1: alright <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place to finish guys isn't it <laughs> and on that note yeah so uh, yeah remind us guys of who you are where you come from and we will link to all this in the, in the notes and the blog and everything so
0: Right, yeah, so I'm Dave Pickering, and you can find my podcast, Getting Better Acquainted, at www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. uk. don't know why I'm still bothering to say the Ws there. It's just a ha- force habit. At this point, How they old are, are you? superfluous. 35? Yeah, so that's when we, when internet first yeah. came out, wasn't it? It was all about the Ws, it was. wasn't it? It was. And I also do various other things, so you can find out about that at davepickeringstoryteller.co co.uk it's always .co.uk because that is cheaper (laughs) and yeah so I do and I do true storytelling nights and I do uh, there's lots basically all my life is online on a podcast somewhere so if you like me go search it out but I also do a podcast with Jen
3: Be me (laughs) Um, I'm Jen Adamsway and we are together doing The Family Tree which you can find at thefamilytree.co.uk
0: we will check it and yeah, it, it
3: might be the thefamilytreepodcast.co.uk Oh, it's
0: thefamilytreepodcast.co.uk the <laughs> I think or, Yeah, I think it is
3: Yeah, check the show notes
0: <laughs> And where else can they find you though? Because you don't just do the podcast Oh, doing.
3: I'm also on Twitter under the handle at jadamthwaite That's probably the best place to find
2: all the ah. other links to
3: and me you
0: do writing and stuff like that yeah. Oh, and I'm on Twitter at goosepat 101 There you go <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Not Bonobo
2: 101. No,
0: no, I should. But maybe I'll change it soon. Maybe I'll change it soon. <laughs>
2: awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Thank for you. Bye. 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 Thanks, as always, to our super special podcasting guests, Jen and Dave from The Family Tree. Thank you. Always thanks. More thanks. More thanks than ever to the awesome guys at GL Productions for editing this show. And thank you, as always, to the mighty people for providing the tunes. Don't forget to review us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. If you want to say hello, we're on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. And full listings and information about our guests can be found on the website FlixWatcher.tv. Thank you and bye.